Hey everyone, just editing the episode that you're about to listen to, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to our pals over at FilmCred, run by Editor-in-Chief Sarah Sorrentino, who was on the show last year talking about it. Uh, they're a great website, they just did a great piece on uh, Andrei Tarkovsky's Stalker, which is one of my favorite movies, I recommend that. Uh, they also do monthly zines, uh, they host uh, a bunch of great up-and-coming writers, and uh, again, that's run by Sarah Sorrentino, and I can't recommend it enough. I uh, just wanted you all to go check that out, because they're good friends of the show. And I want to send support their way. And maybe we'll be doing more of these shout-outs for, for other stuff uh, along the way, apart from just the episodes that um, I will upload after these introductions. Maybe I'll do introductions like these more often. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to draw some attention to people that I think deserve it. Link to their Patreon down below as well. Have a great start to your week. Uh, enjoy the show. Oh, I said uh, we're all friends with Staley. Uh, how how do you, how'd you meet her? Uh, through Mystery School, the stream that we watch, the craziness that is that community, oh. and um, we've been friends ever since. Yeah, we just like there's like a core group of us that would just um like chat in Discord when it was a lot smaller because it's gotten pretty big as of late, which is good yeah. for them. And like we all just kind of stayed in touch through like Twitter and, and, and Instagram, and then you know just got became friends. So. Shout out to online communities during COVID, keeping us sane. Yep, yep. <laughs> we, we were inside. <laughs> much, much like the Waffle Press podcast keeps people saying hello, hello, what everyone. Up, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good morning. This, this is definitely, you know, this is actually recorded in the morning. Usually, I bullshit, and I'm like, oh, it's like five in the afternoon. Oh, let's record, upload the next morning. Just lie to people. No, I'm telling the truth today. Because I care about the people that listen to the Waffle Press podcast as your host, Diego Crespo, with me uh, as my co-host, as always, Gina Versa. Hey, how's it going? Good to uh, be here again. Yeah, it's going good. Did I wear this shirt on the Doctor Strange episode, Gene? No. Are you no. sure? Yeah. All right, I have clothes. I don't, I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, this is our guest, Jeffrey Fogel. <laughs> what is up, everybody? How are y'all doing? Hope you're staying hydrated and healthy out there, so... Well, I have coffee with like three shots of espresso in it. Hey, I've, I got I've my been... iced coffee right here. My water oh, yes. screen right now. Oh, no, we're oh, going to get along this fine. Uh, Jeffrey Fogle, how are you? Tell us about yourself. I'm good. Um, my normal intro that I do is that I'm the, like, everybody's least favorite friend. Because I have a lot of friends that, like, do a lot of cool things, whatever. Also, I just noticed that you can see my air duster and unopened uh, keyboard uh, <laughs> mat there. So, cool. Okay. Thank you, world. You can see all that. But uh, I'm good. Um, just hanging out. It's typically like 95 degrees right now, but for the next week, it's supposed to be in like the 70s, like 80s. And I'm off until like June, essentially. So I'm about to spend a lot of time outside when I'm not like working on some like side projects and, and you know, napping and whatever. Um, nice. As of right now, I've been reading a lot of Jujutsu Kaisen and then rereading Naruto in One Piece because I never got to finish uh, Naruto as a kid. In One Piece, I moved. Um, I moved. I lived in Japan for a few years, which we can talk about that later. Um, I was reading One Piece for a long time. I moved to Japan and just could not find the books for a while because huh. then, like, it was when One Piece was like people knew about it, but you were still going on like the dark the dark web back then to go find it to read about it. Yeah. And then now it's like huge. So I'm just rereading that. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a decades long anime right there. Excuse me, manga. 
it's crazy how like i stopped reading it exactly like 20 years ago and mm-hmm. we're back in it and it's like wow this is still going yeah. okay <laughs> I, I i heard it's like close to finishing or they're kind of like implying that is that true or i feel like he's done that like eighteen thousand times with the series oh, like no. there's clear cut points we could stop the story mm-hmm. but in my opinion it's a lot like with uh terminator how because terminator is like a time travel movie you can always have different terminator movies whereas mm-hmm. like one piece this is with the ocean and the grand line and all that stuff you can have yeah. infinite amount of pirate stories for them and like yeah. never run out of material so yeah luffy is uh yeah luffy is the boy i was gonna say what does diego know about one piece I have actually seen the first 75 episodes of One Piece. So Gene knows this, the podcast knows this, but I'll just explain to you, Jeffrey. Uh, I was like an anime hater for a while. I was like, that fucking nerd shit. <laughs> what the fuck? And then I saw Cowboy Bebop and I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And then Cowboy another friend. Bebop's like everybody's gateway drug into it. It like, totally it takes- is. And it, it's like it's a top five Diego thing, anything ever, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the same friend that recommended me those by giving me them on a hard drive was like, uh, okay, yes. next up, you got it. You got to watch One Piece. And I was like, how many episodes? And he's like, well, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it um, hasn't stopped. We're at 399 <laughs> while you're go- hopping in. Yeah. I had a friend one semester, which I'm not going to name names, but they never went to class that year, that semester. They watch One Piece, which at the time was at like episode like five or six hundred. One Piece from episode one to six hundred in a semester. Wow. See, I didn't continue One Piece, and here's the thing: I actually really loved it. I think it is a blast. I think there's a, a the writing and the character stuff really great, and I want to continue it. It's just incredibly overwhelming. That's yeah. all. It, it's a lot. It is a lot. Like. Whenever my friends ask me, like, oh, I want to get into anime. What should I, like, get into? I tell them, they say, I've heard about One Piece. What about that? It's like, One Piece is great, but you need to start off with some smaller, easy digestible animes. Because One Piece will always be there because it has never stopped. <laughs> so you can, like, you can watch One Piece in 480p and now watch it now in, like, 4K if you really want to. That's how long <laughs> it's been going on. Yeah, it'll never die. Do you have uh, do you have any thoughts on uh? Because uh, I think it went the rounds on Twitter was the four kids dub of <laughs> oh that so it, it's funny you mention that because some people don't realize that One Piece failed in America twice on the network. Four mm-hmm. kids was the first attempt, and then Adult Swim was the second attempt or Cartoon Network. I, I think it was Adult Swim Block when it was that or the Tsunami Block at least. So what people also didn't realize One Piece was very expensive to dub, and four kids which. Let's be real. The Yu-Gi-Oh dub, it's fun, but it's not a great dub. It's just no. fun for what it is. Yeah. One Piece dub was just like a train wreck, but you didn't want to turn away because it was still interesting <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, so I, I give them props for trying. And then, but you got to call spade a spade. It wasn't a great dub. And that's yeah. fine. Like Gun to Wing is not a great dub. In fact, Gun to Wing is not a great anime, but <laughs> it got people into Gundam in the West. So. Yeah did its point yeah man but no that's uh yeah those four kids dubs can't say there's a good one it's a shame because there's so many like fun series they had in shows that were not dubbed well but are just lost to time because that company just is in shambles <laughs> like nobody yeah. knows who has the rights anymore yeah yeah it's kind of um, like a uh, like a microcosm of like other problems like in the, the film and television industry you know it's like uh 
our Gene and I's boys, uh, uh, Siskel and Ebert, we always like, they always come up on the podcast because they're like the most famous critics of all time, whatever. And yeah. uh, and I love looking back at their old clips on YouTube, but it's like you can't find old episodes anymore because the, the network didn't like save them. They didn't, yep. they never scan them digitally. So they're just like, oh yeah, we just use those tapes for like other stuff. And it's like, and we're seeing that happen more and more with like other stuff. And sorry, that's a weird tangent. I just have like no, a lot no, of thoughts yeah, about that's that. Because I can tie that back in because like I work at Adult Swim mm-hmm. and like because of our birthday this year, a lot of that stuff got put in HD on YouTube. Oh. So like the like most famous bumper we did with, it was like, um, it had uh outlaw star gundam dragon ball z i forgot like the title of it but everybody knows that bumper you can only find it like a bootleg 360 480p on youtube for the longest time or some fan edit they finally scanned that tape (laughs) and put it up there i'm so glad they did that i i yeah i love that bumper there's there's so many good bumpers for like toonami and like adult swim there's like so many um yeah just i just like you know love looking on youtube uh jeffrey i was wondering can you uh tell us a little bit about yourself um you know uh you're the expert on anime but uh uh, i wouldn't say expert (laughs) (laughs) i like have my foot just enough in the animated like the ones that i like and enjoy but i have those friends that just take it way too overboard because you know the elitist of the world in anime it's just like yeah i'm gonna go over there but Mm -hmm. um i also run a podcast uh, I stream and I run a podcast. My podcast is called Operation Gundam History, where we're going through the universal century of Gundam universe anime. For those that don't know, Gundam is a 40-year-old plus, I think it's 42 years old this year, anime series that started in the late 70s and has just somehow stood the test of time. And they're redoing a lot of their like older stories that were like novels or graphic novels and like movies or whatever. So most recently in 2020, I believe, or 2021, Time's a flat circle because of COVID. I don't know what, what dates are anymore. But uh, Gundam Hathaway was a movie that they did. It was a book from like the 80s. It's going to be a three-part three part book. They're doing three movies on it. Netflix put the first one out last year. And it's just like beautiful to watch. Um, so we're going through that timeline of like chronologically. Like, all right, we're starting off with, you know, Gundam Origin. We're going to start off with a mobile suit Gundam. We're going to move to Zeta pretty soon. So watching analyzing critiquing different aspects of the shows so then i stream on twitch mm-hmm. he underscore bear f-o-g-i underscore bear nice. a lot of jrpgs because we love to kill god so <laughs> oh yeah uh links to those and will be in the description down below along with some other stuff that uh, i'll get to at the end plugs but um yeah th- thanks for sharing that because like uh when did you start twitch streaming because i know a lot of people started Ooh. during covid myself included and then i stopped <laughs> um i started i started flirting with the idea in like 2018 like early 2018 i had no equipment i had no desktop pc i just had a laptop so i was streaming from the console and then when you play campaign games they because of like hdcp protection they'll block that part out and so like i was like okay well you can't do that for stream obviously so started investing like materials to like have a decent stream set up um I went to a convention in 2018, which will tie into me getting my job at Adult Swim in, in a little bit, um, and, like, worked with a guy for some Smash stuff. I did a lot of stuff in, like, the local FGC and Smash scene where I live at, and I helped produce some videos for the stream and, like, capture the event and do the bumpers for the event. And so um, I learned more about, like, how streaming works, like, what a good setup is, how much to, like, really expect, you know, setting a schedule and whatnot. 
And so from there, it's like, all right, well, let me like actually spend some money, get what I need and start doing a stream. So I bought a real capture card, I bought a real mic. I like hooked it up to my bootleg ass uh, MacBook Pro at the time. It was on his last legs. Pretty sure that's what killed it. Um, <laughs> and so like I started doing that and just slowly like building and going off of that on and on. And then fast forward a couple of years later, when I made real money, I afforded to uh, build a PC and now I have a decent stream set up. You can see my e-girl light behind me. So yes. Oh, very cool. Yeah, um, yeah, Twitch, yeah, I mean, just, like, through work and everything, I've, like, gotten more into, like, Twitch and, like, seems Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it's fun, yeah, I mean, there's some, like, Twitch streams where it's just, like, you know, like, the most niche, specific thing, so, yeah. Yeah, carving your own audience is fun, and, like, having recurring people, like, I met some people that are in my Discord now that are, like, really cool, we'll just, like, go in there and talk, or... We watched the Game Awards and got uh, potentially belligerently drunk while doing oh. so on camera. Uh, so. Was a, that was an interesting Game Awards. To get, you know, we'll say it was. So, like, I enjoy the spectacle of it all because, like, I know we work in the industry. Like, we know people put a lot of time and effort in putting those shows on. Mm -hmm. So I'm never going to criticize, like, the show itself. I might make fun of, like, a blunder here, too. Like, if someone mispronounces something or whatever. But yeah. it's always just a good time or like I'll make fun of the game itself, not like the the presentation of the game. And it's just fun to like sit back and see like, man, look at how far we come. We used to be in the basement. People even making yeah. fun of us or in the arcades. And now it's like we got our own show. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it, it constantly overwhelms the Oscars in terms of views. And um, <laughs> I just you'd think they'd adapt to that like presentation format it's like I look what happens the problem when you with the oscars it. is the movies that are nominated nobody wants to watch yeah i, I, I think mean, there's part of that but like i don't know the movies movies are in such a weird place too because it's like a mm -hmm. there's there's the the superhero stuff that's right. the big blockbuster stuff and then there's the dramas that like people I don't know if a lot of people like will watch them and then be like, oh, they're, they're good. And then some of the superhero stuff's like, oh, it's good. And I don't know. I, I it's, it's such a complex issue that I, I don't even, that's a yeah. whole other podcast. Yeah. But yeah. like, was, yeah, it's, it's a mess over there. I don't know what the fuck. I was going to say, if it wasn't for the slap, no one would be talking about that. It Oscars. would be the worst rated Oscars. Uh, that gave it, that totally gave it that ratings boost that made it only the second least watched Oscars of all time. So but it's wild because like we were watching the show at my friend's house. Mm -hmm. And that happened, and like we thought, just like a technical error happened because you know the American beat got cut, and then like two minutes later, shout out to the internet, we get all these clips from like overseas in Japan and Europe or whatever. It's like, oh no, that was on purpose because that was actually not a bit. And like, I was like, wow, the Oscars got the biggest free publicity they could have asked for, and they're like, oh, we're we're upset about this. It's like, nah, you need to pay those people. That's what you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what? Here, here's here's the Oscars thing, and then we'll go back into like anime, Adult Swim, and, and uh, the the great work of Jeffrey Fogel, our guest. But here's what they need to do: they need to stream it on multiple platforms. It cannot be channel specific anymore. No yeah. one does that. It's just not the way the world works. They need to genuinely care about the stuff they're presenting whatever gets nominated this is me setting apart all bias because there have been some stinkers i actually thought the last year's lineup was pretty good for movies but they, there have been some fucking stinkers that have won oscars it doesn't matter you have to like totally throw your way into like what movie lovers like so movie lovers will show up to it look i love tony hawk what the fuck was he doing presenting an oscar this year did that happen <laughs> 
Yeah. That happened, my, right? I didn't watch it live, but but if Tony Hawk loves like if he like loves animation, I'd rather have someone who like loves a particular category present an award than mm-hmm. like, oh, here's a bit of us making fun of animation and then Disney oh, yeah. winning this award for the fifteen thousand time. Like yeah. oh no, no, completely. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut the bits, cut the skits. No one cares about that. The stuff people remember from the Oscars are like the blunders or the really sincere stuff, you know? Like, remember when everyone stood up to like cheer for Martin Scorsese, who lost to the winner who started the <laughs> cheer for him? That was like the last time I was ever happy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, just you got to lean into that, lean into the happy accidents or the very unhappy accidents. And, uh, you know, just, just fucking stop trying to keep up with trends. Just like, just. Mm-hmm. lean into the the movie love of it they all. need the writing team from AEW to step in and maybe yeah. <laughs> they need to you know what there you go that's the other angle just have <laughs> have like extra chairs i'm like what are those for oh those are for when someone fucks up and you get to hit them in the back of the head <laughs> is that a table uh don't worry about that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i like baldwin getting like rock bottoms on fucking stage <laughs> anyways if, if you ever rock bottom someone at work Thankfully, no. Um, all my coworkers are cool. So, so what I do at work, I well, when we initially started setting up this podcast, I was like mainly over Adult Swim, and so like I was basically their, like associate community manager. So I like I and I still do it today. I respond to reviews on the store, so Pocket Morty's or Adult Swim app. I respond, you know, do your worst. I'll, I'll hit you right back. I can, I can do everything except cuss at you. So feel free. Um, you can cuss I, here, by the way, if you need to. <laughs> I'm trying to clean my language up for some job opportunities I have lined up. So, you know, I gotta ah, like, gotcha. gotta, gotta, gotta focus on that, but you know, fuck it. We're doing live. Um, <laughs> um, I like would answer tickets for like our customer support stuff and like, watch socials and trends to see like if anything is really happening and report it before it does um now i'm over all the brands under like the warner media like family that i'm in so like adult swim boomerang cartoon network and the internal classic movies so like i'm i'm the guy who the team under me if something happens now they escalate to me and i look into it and find ways to improve the process i do a lot of the boring work at this job like but it's important because Coming from the creative field, there's a lot of things you don't do, and this job's where you can do things that I don't do and like didn't like to do, and I'm learning how to do it and do it well. And so, basically, being better at like certain soft skills and like critical thinking skills outside of like, oh, how do I make this you know five minute video into one minute of content for YouTube or whatever or TikTok mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, I really enjoyed the challenge so far that I've gotten from my job. And then also the cool stuff we get to see and do and like work with some of the best people in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for, uh, you know, the lineup coming, coming up like primal. Yeah. Andy Tarakowski. Eric, Eric Andre got renewed for another season yeah. somehow, some way. Um, we, he decided to come back. Um, Rick and Morty season six, obviously going to happen at some point, just Lord knows when with that production cycle, that show. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I was going to say, uh, cause I, I think, I, I think I got Diego into this was uh, smiling friends. Okay. Yeah. Smiling. I friends. love smiling friends. <laughs> that show blew up. Like I knew it was popular, but I didn't realize how popular it was because I didn't know the creator was from, I think Australia, New Zealand mm-hmm. and literally half the country of New Zealand and Australia would message us every day like yo we need this in our country we need this in our country it's like 
I'm trying, my friend. I want to get it to y'all. Y'all deserve it. These are your people. You need this. Yeah. But that, yeah, no, that seems like a cool job because it's like it really fosters like building a community. Like you get to the feedback to, you know, like feel like the fans feel like heard or responded to. Trying to make them happy because, like, I mean, I think it's safe to say that we've all watched Cartoon Network and Adult Swim in Toonami most of our lives. Like, having when you've associated so much of your time in like media consumption to like a brand and that interaction can make or break that relationship with the brand because everybody has a relationship with the brand they might deny it but they do you know i use an iphone i've used it for the last 10 years that is my relationship with that brand like i will not break that if i have a bad interaction i might consider it Mm -hmm. same thing with like us it's like hey this person's not having a good time with the app we need to figure out what's causing this problem and I'll keep on escalating and pinging the people until like they start looking at it. So I'm going to say like, Hey, I don't have an answer now, but we're trying to figure it out because it's not fair for you to go through this. You know, you just want to get your 15 to 30 minutes of, you know, of comedy or fun time in, and we're not making that happen for you. And I'm very sorry. So let's figure out how we can get that going for you. So this yeah. is like keeping that relationship intact because we really are built upon the people that just consume our content. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it sounds like a cool job. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, Adult Swim, too. Like, it's, I get away with a lot because it is yeah. that, that, like, I remember like, on my Twitter handle, my, my Twitter bio in the, the header photo, it's a photo of a review that was left of somebody asking, like, who are you? And it's not original. I definitely quoted Gardens of Galaxy Volume 2. But it's, uh, I may not be your father, but I am your daddy as my response. <laughs> and like, still have a job two years later. Like, it, it's insane, right? Yeah. So, also, just you, having you, fun with it. Well, you also quoted the best Marvel movie. So, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Volume two? <laughs> that, that's my favorite one. Yeah. I, I, I get a lot of that response. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't understand it, but I, I, I love it. A lot of it, that movie is fun. Don't get me wrong. They do a good job with it. It's just, the villain part of that movie i cannot rock with that's the only thing i couldn't get oh no see see to me that that makes the movie and now now we got it now we got to go deep on on why (laughs) i get it daddy issues we all have them but like like that one i was like oh oh okay all right well yeah i have a question for y'all let me let me flip it on y'all chris pratt has a lot of hate nowadays for being in everything yeah. Is that because of Endgame and what he didn't do in the movie, or is it because of his personal stuff that he said on the internet? I think it's I, per- I think it's just personal stuff, and then people talk about relationships to brands. I think people because I, I also think those last two Avengers movies are really poorly written. Um, I think they found that his re- his action in Infinity War as an excuse to be like, oh, he did a bad thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. I have all these other feelings associated with him from real yep. life. Let's get him. <laughs> and, and look, he, he, he's gone to a, a pretty notoriously inhumane church before called Hillsong. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. Anyone who goes there is immediately like, I oh, unfortunately know I... a lot of people that went to their college at one point. Yeah. And I was like, ah, we used to be homies and now we're not. Mm-hmm. I can't rock it's, with it's it. very suspect. Um, but I think Chris Pratt, I, I still think he's a quality actor. And to his credit, he listens to his PR team and yeah. is probably like one of those old school Hollywood conservative yeah. liberals where he's like, you know, I get along with everyone. And it's like, well, maybe don't get along with them, dude. 
but okay. Uh, <laughs> it's also like, a, hey, Chris, you might think that. Just never say that in public because you are Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. like, was, and he has. Was, I think he also has like a very like fluffy, lovable like persona as a movie star. You know, people like liked him from Parks and Rec when he became yeah. an action star. Everyone was like, we love him, and he's like, he's got an inherent like ability, and so his reality might conflict with that a little bit so yeah. that's nothing of his quality though, of character i'm just saying <laughs> i'd rather i know that you hate certain groups of people up front so it's like all right cool i know who to avoid <laughs> you know thanks for being honest and letting me like know like all right you're you're low-key borderline terrible person i'll see you on the other side or wherever <laughs> i see you yeah yeah uh, uh, indiana jones <laughs> oh yeah that that's a whole other can of worms, too. So anyway. He's Mario. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, I forgot. I, was, right, I have to say this joke where it's like, did you see the video where he's reacting to uh, his casting in Mario? No, I did not. Uh, he's like, really, like, he looks like he's on the verge of tears. He's like, really happy. He's like, it's me, Mario. And then like, <laughs> he's like, that's not the voice. That's not the voice. He's like, he's like, I'm so excited to be voicing Mario. Dreams come true. And it's like, I feel like, because he's like saying how much a fan he is of the video game, I feel this is just me speculating where, like, he was really proud of this, that moment in terms of like life moments. It's like his, uh, his first marriage, his first son being born, his <gasps> second marriage, and then being voiced, being uh, the voice of Mario. That's like his top things of achievements for chris pratt he's like so excited that's like that's like his life goal and he gotta do it so but italian italian erasure though gene that might be the meanest thing you've ever said on this podcast really that was, that was pretty mean yeah oh, um, i i think uh that's a great is, build for that joke too like, yeah <laughs> I I was keeping that one in the chamber, but yeah, yeah no, no. Mario Joe. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong either. I'm just saying it was kind of mean. You know, it's like yeah, it's probably true, hurts, but you don't have right? to say it. The truth hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he's uh, a jerk. So. I I anyway. think Mario would have made a cool looking anime. Uh yeah, there's there's an animated Mario in the 80s. Oh yeah, that disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which like... the fact that Mario has survived that anime. You know, it's, it, Mario and Sonic have opposite trajectories. Mario mm -hmm. has terrible media presence, but amazing games. Yeah. Sonic, good media presence, maybe three good games out of the plethora of games they have. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what went wrong with both these franchises? It's like, you make so much money. Your content mm -hmm. should all be good, no matter yeah. what. You know, Sonic uh, Adventure, good. Sonic Adventure Battle 2 was that oh. was that was my gateway to the yeah. Sonic stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. That goddamn child garden to get the secret ending and whatnot. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love the the chows. That got the chow addiction got me into Animal Crossing because I was like caretaking, you know, because it's you know it's like a babysitting game basically. And then I was like, <laughs> oh Animal Crossing is great. And I was like, oh, what else gives me this kind of rush? And I was like, oh, RTS games. Okay, it's kind of similar. Sure. That's a very stark contrast. So, oh. Animal Crossing. Oh, RTS. Let's do it. Warcraft, yeah, no, that's how my brain worked back then. Yeah. And by that, I mean it didn't. But like, it made sense to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess going off of uh, animes for that, what are the earliest uh, memories of anime you could tell us, Jeffrey? Oh, 
so obviously like we all watched the pokemon anime uh growing up and like that's like the gateway drug for like our age range right um yep but i definitely remember of course we probably have the story as well sitting up way past my bedtime on the weekend and like you hawk show theme starts playing like oh this song is sick what is this show and like you know we don't have like dvrs like video on demand back then so like i'm jumping in probably like episode i think 23 of the whole like series just like watching it and just like oh this is sick this is tight yeah, yeah i like this i like this a lot and then um let's watch some iwasha off of that and then of course dragon ball z is like yeah the, the one that hooked us all mm-hmm. which Love my it. hot take now is dragon ball z kai is better than dragon ball z uh, we can yeah i want to well yeah because uh, pacing you know it takes out all the filler yep it's uh-huh like- we spent so many hours of our lives watching just conversation pieces mm-hmm. and then uh cool here's the payoff a week later for a big fight <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i did that and then what really like did it in which is gonna sound really like an otaku here moved to japan because my dad was in the military and i just kind of got thrown into that because you know they didn't have as many like American channels for like when stuff came on, like the schedule's always weird. Cause um, you know, we're 13 hours ahead of y'all uh, stateside. And so I'd be watching like the Pokemon anime in, in Japanese, like way ahead of where I was in the States. I watched Naruto in Japanese, one piece of Japanese. I probably watched some other weird stuff in Japanese. I just didn't know what it was at the time. Like to this day, I watched Akira uh, like in Japanese in a public square on an LED screen before I ever watched it on like a TV or whatever, no yeah. subtitles at all. I just watched it like, hey. and so the, the visual aspect and the music is what got me because back then, like I couldn't read or understand Japanese still can't fully understand it today, mm-hmm. but like I would watch it because like, Oh, this music is nice. Or, Oh, like it is colors and like how they use like, uh, you know, colors, sound and everything come together really well. And that got me hooked. So that is uh, my love story of anime, and then uh, the the addiction that is anime. Yeah, it's uh, you know it keeps it keeps pulling you back in. Like uh, I'm wearing my fully coolie shirt. Where nice. Yeah, new seasons got announced. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen like some of the progressive and alternative, but I mean they're only like like six episodes each. So I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up at some point. It's just get around to it because it's like i was gonna say you know the anime you just like start one and then you start another because it's like you know started fully coolly and then i started like uh, I don't one know, ends like, is like i need to get my next fix yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I, I, I got a question really quick if i can mm-hmm. jeffrey what are your thoughts on attack on titan mm-hmm. that's oh. a pretty popular one right now so i don't judge people for watching it but i think that it is not a good show for people to consume. Yeah. Uh, because of the symbolism and the messaging in the show. Thank you. Uh, <sighs> like a lot of people, like I got flagged for it from all sides for like a solid like two weeks from friends because I was like, I watched it. Like I tried watching it twice. And every time I watched it, I was like, something doesn't feel right about this show. Like it's a period piece, but I like it feels like it's World War II, but it's not saying World War II. And I started reading some articles about it and then a video that got taken down, but it was like a 30 minute long video, just like giving you the details of the allegory and like the backstory of the creator and whatnot. I was like, Oh, this creator is problematic 
Mm-hmm. That's why the show is built like this. Yeah. Okay, cool. And like a lot of people will cough it up to, oh, it's just, you know, weird Japanese culture bullshit. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not weird culture. That is their far right still being like in the hooks of everything. Like, like we have our far right and how they're like, you know, just violent and hate everybody and everyone that's not a rich white person. Mm-hmm. Theirs is like, we're going to indoctrinate people by having them watch this thing and they're going to support it. And they're not going to realize it until they do some digging and figure out like, oh, by the way, this general was a dude in the Korean Japanese war, did some terrible shit. Mm. And they gave him a spot in this, this show. So. Uh, yeah, oh, man. Uh, man, that show. I have uh, cause I, I came at it from a similar place too. I remember when it first aired and I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I, I got beef with people. So I'm going to, I'm going to air my grievances again. Yeah. Uh, when it first aired like 2014 or whatever, people were like, Oh, it's not that good, but it's really popular elsewhere. And I was like, all right. And I started watching and I was like, there's like an energy to this that I kind of like, but something, something's off. I'll watch it. Let's see how it goes. And it was on Netflix at that time. So maybe mm-hmm. it even aired earlier. And I finished it on Netflix and I was like, it, it hooked me, but I, it was weird. Something, something's there. I, I like you don't I, feel good about it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's like, not just like the characters. Like, I, I think the show has some weird political leanings. And I didn't have like the language to like process this fully yet, but I was like something, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to tap out of this. Mm. Lo and behold, like six years later, everyone's like, oh, this is the fucking best. And I'm like, wait, no, no. First of all, bullshit. This guy likes anime? I should not watch this anime. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, bullshit, because when I liked it, no one else liked it. That's fine. It's totally for subjectivity and all that shit. But now people are are like, are really, really into it. And then, yeah, I remember seeing all that news about the creator, too, and like his uh, openly nationalistic beliefs. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, shit, like, is he trying to, like, he's really just putting it all out there and we're all just kind of like we're bending over backwards to kind of justify his art and again like i I agree with you that like you know i I don't judge anyone for enjoying stuff we all like stuff that's problematic once in a while whatever you know Mm -hmm. um your your engagement with this art isn't like doesn't make you the bad person that created the art you know like one of my favorite movies is chinatown and it's like roman polanski should be unalived probably but yeah. like it's it's one of my favorite movies and i can't do anything about that but that doesn't and that's not me endorsing him i'm just like man you could be a piece of shit and make my favorite thing ever it's not a great feeling but it's when we all kind of have to go through once in a while unfortunately mm-hmm. um i don't really have an endpoint, but i'm just glad other people are seeing like yeah. kind of the the unfortunate truth behind uh, attack on titan and you know I, I hope more people kind of um at least acknowledge it i don't need anyone to like like declare their hatred for it now like, yeah, if you enjoy, like, it, if enjoy, you enjoy it, the but, show for yeah. a litany of other reasons that's fine just my thing is like be aware of what you're taking in like understand, yeah like there is a message uh, involved with it like anime has always been political i don't care like who you are where you are every form of anime and like any form of media really has a, has a statement or a message behind it just like you gotta either seek it out if they don't have hand it to you so yeah no see we're, we're, we're getting along great i knew we'd get along great but this is this is this is fantastic uh uh gene has a, has a note in the in the notes about like deep cuts of anime so this that was a really popular one what Ooh. deep cuts we all bring to the table today all right do you want to go first gene or i can go up to you oh man let me see oh you could go first yeah all right so it's it's more of a deep cut now because of how it was treated back in the day 
But Shaman King, if you get a chance to watch the remake on Netflix, so good. So good. It never finished in America because they like issued the creator and then like they ran out of money to dub it. So it never finished here. And I don't think it ever finished in Japan fully. Mm-hmm. So he finally got the money to redo this whole thing. And so redoing the manga and the anime, like it's just beautiful to watch it now as an adult and like enjoy the story for what it is. Um, what's another deep cut that, oh man. I watched just, I'm not gonna lie, I watched a lot, just a lot of shonen and like older yeah. anime because I'm a, I'm a boomer at this point in life when it comes <laughs> to shows. Like yeah. I was born in 93, I'm almost 30, it's fine. Um, I watched. I've been rewatching Initial D, which is so fun. Like, it's it's so fun. If you get a chance to, um, it's on Funimation slash Crunchyroll. Those companies are merging or whatever. But you should watch it. It's just, it's it's a it's a it's a good ride. It's a good fun fun ride. Real fun ride. That's. Um, I'll keep it on my radar. Yeah, and it's kind of not. A deep cut anymore because people are finally starting to pay attention to it. But uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, mm. like next season comes out in 2023, unfortunately. But they had a movie come out this year, which is really good. Mm. I think it was the number two animated movie in Japan behind uh, all time behind uh, Demon Slayer. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a really well done anime. It's on HBO Max and I think uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation, and whatnot as well. But yeah. it's my favorite part about it. It's it is like about like the super supernatural and whatnot but it's based in like modern time so like your references are going to be like from you know like you have a castaway reference at one point like so that you can actually relate to and not feel like oh this is like a high fantasy type of anime that you're watching yeah yeah i was gonna say it's crazy though we had like demon slayer juju kaijun over here in the theaters but we did not have evangelion last really week. yeah Interesting. I don't. I feel like Amazon would have tried to do something about that, you know? Like, yeah. and they have like more money the, than God. Just buy your theater channel already, and it's like put all your stuff in it. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't. But like, they're also Amazon. They're the one like streamer that, since the beginning of their streaming, has been like, no, we're gonna release these in theaters first. Mm-hmm. That's that. That might be why the new Suspiria bombed. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, I'm grateful that they did that. Like. Yeah. I just I really wanted to see that Evangelion like in a theater. Maybe it'll it'll happen at some point, but yeah, it was just kind of um <laughs> what's the movie that just saw is coming in theaters, I think like now. Um Eureka Seven has a new movie that's out oh. in theaters. Which like that's a that's a deep cut for people right there. Eureka Seven. Uh y'all y'all should watch that if you haven't. Um okay. again, it's it has a pretty like kind of serious story, but it's just a fun thrill ride and like enjoy like a, a good adventure anime and like action and a little love story yeah. as well you know well, um and then i'd say ooh, trying to pick between two of them two two my goats my my goat anime is obviously samurai champloo which yeah people like don't give her the respect it deserves <laughs> so watch what samurai champloo love samurai champloo be mm-hmm. samurai champloo i saw the first episode of that and like One Piece, fell madly in love with it. But unlike One Piece, it's not overwhelmingly like populated by episodes. So I need to go back to it. But um, I'll yeah. try to watch it once a year because it's just like it's short, 26 episodes and just like the music and how it's just animated and it comes together. Oh, 
I mean, it, Sh- Shinichiro Watanabe, right? From yep. Cowboy yep. as well. Like, yep. did that dude like define like the lo-fi girl aesthetic, basically? Like that, that's yeah. really watering it down. But like, yeah, um, him. So that and like, funny enough, like that and Adult Swim kind of like created a lo-fi aesthetic because hmm. um, that came out in like was that oh three, oh three. New Jobs was doing the music. And then we kept putting out the stuff and then having music that was like that in mm-hmm. like bumpers and whatever. And then just kind of took off from there. Um, which is really neat to see that like a lot of subcultures came from this one place that I work at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, we are the uh, father of your anime addiction, everybody. <laughs> I love the uh was the bumper that came out, it became like a TikTok trend. It was oh like, yeah, the 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 dude Bono. that guy, yeah. Bono three thousand. I no, that, that was fun for like a week. And then when my friends started sending me their TikToks and other TikToks, I was like, guys, I'm not on social. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I went on a date with somebody. And she's like, oh, have you been seeing the Adult Swim TikTok uh, trend? It's like, obviously, like, I can't <laughs> not see it at this point in time. It's like, why haven't y'all done anything? It's like, our brand is not to, like, jump in on trends and do stuff. It's like, we set the trend. Yeah. And so we're not going to, we did like one, just like say thank y'all for participating or whatever, mm-hmm. but we're not going to populate it with our own content because that's not us. Yeah. That's, that's not what we do. Like we yeah. set the trend and then run with it. Not like, Oh, hop in and, and make it ours. Yeah. No, I, I think Gene and I both, both did one and it was, it was tons yeah. of fun. Um, But like yeah. that, that's really cool to hear. Cause I mean, that, that's so you guys putting your own stuff forward first, you know, it's like, because yeah. at some point it becomes like an Ouroboros, you know, the snake starts yeah. eating its own like, like branding yeah. tail, and that's clearly not happening. Also, people are already like doing the, you know, the promotion for you, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> what one of the most awkward things that happened during that time? Somebody wrote in saying like, "Hey, I made a a, a TikTok of like the challenge, but I like, you know, they talked about something like having some kind of like." whatever and like they like etched the logo in their arm it's like thanks but no thanks like don't <laughs> be this person yeah. like, could you guys share my tiktok it's like i'm blocking you <laughs> 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 uh, no. yeah. that's uh that's good oh i mean goodness. that that's also like a legitimate concern too right because like a connection oh. through social media and whatnot it's like they they see you all the time you don't see them all the time mm-hmm. basically and then they they presume that there's an established uh or to to paraphrase someone parasocial relationship yeah yep. you know and it's like no i don't know you, mm-hmm. you sorry yeah. um yeah. i can't help you but please give me space we're a cool brand that has our corporate overlords tell us what we can and can't do and like it's fine like i get it like i love y'all but please don't do this don't yeah. do this to us <laughs> boundaries are important i think that's what the internet kind of uh, dissolved a little bit we gotta we gotta relearn those boundaries on social media you know 100 percent yeah i was gonna say for deep cuts i'm gonna throw in robotech which i got into during the pandemic um i was watching the dub so it's like kind of you know they're uh because it comes from like uh two different animes i believe it's like the macross saga but uh, Robotech's really good because it was uh, one of the first to air in America. And it's a uh, anime just about like uh, these aliens that come in these uh, machines and invade Earth. And they kind of uh, put one city into space. 
and it's basically just about war and this is like a kid show people die um there's all these like adult relationships the whole thing is like this love triangle between like three people and uh yeah i just i loved it i watched like all the 26 episodes of the first saga and i can't recommend it highly enough because uh robotech rules one last one for y'all it's from the 80s it's a movie fist of the north star oh yeah it's john cena's favorite yeah (laughs) Yeah. is that real (laughs) is Uh, it it real john fist of the north star yeah john cena's favorite Uh, yeah that's what he said somewhere somewhere really okay All right, I, I, I believe I just I just asked because there are so many memes revolving around Uh-oh. John Cena, you know, which yeah. which I say with love. This is I, yeah, I'm yeah, a fan. Yeah. Uh, go read the piece I wrote on Peacemaker at the Patreon. Uh, free to mm-hmm. read that show so good and he's good in it. Um, but like you know, I remember seeing the Scooby Doo bit where he pops up in that Scooby Doo director video, uh, movie. Oh, I don't know if you know what I'm referring to, Jeffrey, but he. I actually don't. Okay, pops <laughs> around. Like, there's this boulder falling towards the mystery gang and they're like oh no what are we gonna do you know they're trapped and then john cena jumps in across this canyon lands set to his theme song you know (laughs) catches the boulder and saves the day and i was like that's not real it was real and so that you know i just have like reservations about like what is real and what isn't with john cena i feel like that's a reference of he's the only one who could stop the rock somehow (laughs) when it comes to wrestling he's a better actor than the rock too yes agreed <laughs> you you can put john cena in every role that the rock has done it'll crush it you cannot put the rock in any role that john cena has done yeah peacemaker yeah. is the number one example of that it is yeah like yeah i don't i have like mixed feelings about uh him and has black adam because that's like crazy that that movie's been around in development for like 10 years now so we even yeah. hear him he's been casted for that movie for like like you said 10 years it's like all right <laughs> when's yeah. it gonna happen yeah i mean look to, to be fair to the rock mm-hmm. he doesn't need any credit because he's one of the biggest stars on the planet yeah um and before he tried to be a brand i would i would go to bat for him as an actor but now i think he's a little too um concerned with his own image you know mm-hmm. and look if you're if you're a leading actor i understand you need to sure. you, you need to sort of protect that to a degree um but like i don't know i, I liked him when he was doing like pain and gain yeah. I don't even love Pain and Game, but he's like acting in that movie and doing mm-hmm. a good performance. So, yeah. bummer. He, he does one particular role really, really well, and that's just like being like in the fast movies. Like he's just the the buff dude that comes in, like breaks things and does stuff. Right? Yeah, he, he's a great heel in those movies. Yeah. and then when he's great not being heel. A heel, it's like less interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what Pain and Game is that they're both heels the whole entire time, and the antics they do are funny. And because he's so animated from being in wrestling and whatnot, like, okay, like, this is him getting to do what he does. Like, when he was in The Other Guys, for the brief moment that he was, oh, it yes. was great casting. It was oh, perfect. yes. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Which which so, is Adam McKay's masterpiece. I, I've yeah. really come, like, yeah. to love that movie so much. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, I got to uh, watch Winning Time. I just remember for, how much I love that. Gary Sanchez Productions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that they destroyed that friendship over Winning Time, which I'm glad the show's good. But It was like compounded, and I think Winning Time was like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Yeah, so, didn't cast him. John but, C. Raleigh could do that role. I don't think Will Ferrell could. No, could. yeah, that's that's the bottom line. Aww. I'm going to throw, yeah. Throwing one more uh, anime out there because I thought it was good. Um, came up recently because of uh, thinking about Sonic. Sonic the OVA. 
It was a movie that came out in the 90s. It's uh, basically an adaption of Sonic CD. Oh. Yeah. But it's like around the time that Sonic was kind of had the cartoon show, right? The Deke Mm -hmm. one. The one where he has like Chewy Dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just just found out that he was voiced by Steve Urkel in that show. The actor. That was Steve Urkel. Yeah. Did not know that, and I watched a lot of that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Up, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I forgot that actor's name, but I was like, I was like, no way. And then it was like, yep, that's him talking about chili dogs. But yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the OVA is really good because it gives like Metal Sonic, um, like some interesting stuff. Like he's a, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's like it goes too deep, but it's kind of like exploring like how much like soul a machine has and everything. Like he sacrifices himself to save Sonic at the end. And it's like kind of heartfelt. Yeah. And it's like a little more adult, you know, in the way that they used like Knuckles and Sonic. It's uh, it's interesting. I'll, I'll go to bed for that one. Knock, knock his Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sexy Knuckles, Sonic 2. <laughs> I got to watch Sonic 2. Not because of Sexy Knuckles. I just, yeah. yeah. My confession is I have not watched neither Sonic movie yet, and I feel bad for not doing so. I need to change that. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I thought the first one was was like solid. You know, it's like yeah. for good kids movies for the old like early two thousands Alvin and the Chipmunks era, where it was like, oh, they're cartoons in live action. <laughs> you know, like it is such like I think that movie. No one talks about this, but I think these movies were made with affection for those types of movies. But yeah. like, what if we made them really good? instead yeah. of you know not exactly. good basically i mean because you know th- those movies were slapped ass together to make a bunch of money from families yeah. and they did and it's like okay what if we take that energy and we just kind of we were victims of those eras yes yeah <laughs> exactly well, like, well that's why uh that chip and dale's uh rescue ranger movie was actually pretty good yeah yeah it was actually really good i saw it lonely island it guys Disney plus um, right those Disney lonely plus, island guys yeah. are really talented so i i need to check that out uh all right, I think we're winding down a little bit here. Anything else we really want to cover uh, yeah. before before we, we head out for the day? Sure, sure. We could uh, go over some Adult Swim. Yeah. Do it. I know we talked about it a little bit, but um, what was your, uh, I'm just curious, because now, you know, you work there and like, for me, you know, it's kind of weird because I work a uh, G4, like somewhere where you like grew up watching and it's kind of this like weird, you feel like kind of a big kid. Yeah. You know, like, What's your earliest memory or memories of like uh, Adult Swim, just the exposure to it, Toonami and all that? Um, I said earlier the Yu Hakusho stuff, but I remember one other thing that really got me was I would watch because like what they do is they would like you like you've seen some of like those weird bumps they have where it's like yeah. three minute long videos like very weird abstract art or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that stuff's put in purpose to like freak out kids that stay up too late so they can play more weird shit on the network. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't sleep and I would always catch stuff like that all the time. And like it didn't like scare me. I was just like, huh, okay, this is cool. This is interesting to watch. Um that like got me hooked. And then I remember fast forward, like I think I was in high school. But too many cooks aired one night. It was like <laughs> 3 a.m. I could not sleep. And mm-hmm. like too many cooks aired. And I was like, all right, this is my shit right here. <laughs> this yeah. is awesome. This too is, many cooks. This is uh, and so fun. really, really enjoyed that. And just the, they would always push the envelope with what they could and couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And knowing that now as an adult, it's like, okay, it makes sense. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have watched that as a kid, but it's like, I'm glad I did because I have a better understanding of like 
how they got away with it because nobody really knew what Toonami and Adult Swim was for a long time. They just kind of, before it was Family Guy and, you know, all other stuff being syndicated to us, it was just, here's some, here's a weird anime that nobody knows of. And they're the first to really do it and did it well. And they um, kind of cultivated, well, not cultivated, they created the culture where, like, you'd go to school and you talk to somebody, like, oh, did you watch this? Mm-hmm. Somebody, oh, yeah, I did. And you could just talk about the shows you watch and could relate and like talk about like oh like what who's this power what's that power like oh who's this character where is this from blah 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 and just have a conversation about a show from age like nine until now i'm what 29 and i'm still having these conversations and stuff so it's just that they really kind of created like who a lot of not like who people are but just like really like help form what kind of media that I like in particular what a lot of other people like you know, take in and, and accept as like good content I guess that's objective yeah you know, but, you know it's objective. yeah and it's you know it's like stuff where uh, like the bumper music like it introduced you to like you know new artists like MF Doom or like mm-hmm. uh, Plain Lotus was on there uh, yep Philo Thundercat, Thundercat um yeah. they're like the older mixtapes used to do from like 08 to like 2016, 17. Like we still do them every now and then, but not as not as often. But you go on there, you download that mixtape and like find a bunch of different weird artists and you go, like, oh, this is really sick. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a whole community. I was gonna say though, and then uh for Toonami, what was your uh what was your go-to host? Because there's like Moltar. Ooh. Um, so I liked OG Tom, but but when Tom like died or whatever and came back, Tom two, Tom two was sick. In my yeah, opinion. Tom two, Tom three was the one with the eyes, right? Uh oh no, that was like Tom four. Okay, that's okay. like Tom four year. freaked me out. It's still freaking yeah, me out. Yeah, like Tom four. Tom like four. I like him just having like a, a shield or whatever or what, and like yeah, not having like, like characteristics of like a face. It's like mm-hmm. here's a face with features, but not like a defined face. Yeah, so yeah, I think Tom too was sick because like we all I was legit concerned, like, oh no, Tom is gone. He's never coming oh, yeah. back. What's gonna happen to this block? Blah blah blah. And then like he's here. <laughs> oh, and because of that, deep cut anime. Mm-hmm. Uh Hikaru no go and Zatch Bell. Oh, where was Zatch Their failed first ever streaming service, Tsunami Jetstream. It oh. had like Mare, Prince of Tennis, Hikaru no go, and uh-huh. Zatch Bell. A lot of fun. They like I think Zatch Bell eventually made it to the US mm-hmm. and I think and so did uh Prince of Tennis for a little bit. But like Toonami Jetstream service was like a fun experience. I would go there religiously and like watch stuff because they like we don't have time to air this on the network, but just to watch it when you can. It was free. And I was yeah. Like, All right. yeah, like adult, you know, like the adultswim.com and some of the streaming service, they were like actually pretty good. Yeah, it's on uh, their YouTube channel. God, I loved all those like total immersion events too. Those are like really fun. I just, yeah, I, did, I remember getting concerned too about Tom. I think I was telling my dad or something, oh, Tom died. And he's like, oh. <laughs> who's like, Tom? Who the fuck is Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would just like watch the, like, I would just watch those blocks like after school, like religiously. So yeah. get your homework done, get home. Like, don't talk to me, mom and dad. I'm watching my shows. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll see you in two hours. <laughs> No, I, I think that's something that um, 
I mean, we're all just getting older, so it was going to change anyways. But like, I, I think with the with the adaptation of like streaming services, like just being able to stumble upon something is like significantly different now. And like, you you yeah. very rarely will you stumble across something on regular television anymore and be like, "What the fuck is that?" Whoa, yeah. Um, you know, and like we're again, we're all adults. We have like obligations and jobs and shit. But like, it's different. Uh, and I had this very vivid memory. I've never been able to track this movie down, but it was on Adult Swim late at night, like 11 p.m. or something like that, uh, maybe even later. I just remember it was like this anime horror movie, and the, the the tsunami narrator was like, there's something going on beneath Tokyo Bay. And then there was like a some weird sea monster like dragging people away. And I remember very like vividly like a leg getting lifted up through the ceiling. And I don't know what that movie was, but it left such an impact on me. I've been trying to find it for like 20 years. Do you remember the year? Um, 2008, maybe so less than 20 oh, years, yeah. but like okay. it, I can't, I have never been able to track it down, but I was like, what the fuck? And like, you know, I've never had that experience again where it's just this idea of a movie that <laughs> I have no preconception huh. of existing outside of this and um you know it's super cool that this uh this this channel and this network were able to like bring that you know like i do want to track that movie down someday but the only thing that like was even close to it when i google searched it a hundred times was uh director bong joon ho's the host which is yeah. a great movie it sounds like the host it sounds like the host it's not it's animated um yeah. lots of reds i remember lots of reds because i was because the color red was like so sharp in those images i was like this is weird never seen something like this before yeah um, yeah i don't know it, it, it was super cool and um i kind of want streaming services to and i think netflix starting to do this soon uh like have like one like you know when you, when you linger on netflix the whatever you're lingering on starts playing it's yeah. like why don't they just have like a a programming block for like the whole 24 hours where it's like here this is what we're showing constantly right this will change an episode of this will play a movie whatever and then you go down to search for your stuff you know like wouldn't wouldn't you want to like yeah I, I think that makes more sense you know that's uh shutter does that actually yeah Sh shutter's great shutter's yeah. fantastic uh shout out to friend of the show charles piper who just got uh their script greenlit nice uh, destroy all neighbors starring um alex winter as uh, nice. the titular nice. neighbor i believe so looking forward to that um, but yeah, Shutter Shutter's fantastic. Um, so I, I, I like I would like uh, streamers to get more inventive with that stuff too. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. thing is that there's just so much good stuff to watch to where it's like constant overload. Yeah. It's like, man, cool. I have all these apps and all this great stuff that I want to watch. I really don't want to watch it because I'm going to just get sucked in. And it's like, oh, but I wrote some other show. I wrote some on that show. Like. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is like a 10-hour time commitment, which is fine, but, ooh, this is only four. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. there's, there's such commitments, too. You know, I feel like people are like, you want to watch, like, Tree Noble? And it's like, no, I don't have, like, 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure it's good. Sure it's good. Like, so I appreciated, like, Smiling Friends, like, just 15 minutes each. Quarter hour of television, baby, our specialty. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I do like that some streamers have gone to doing, like, uh, either episodic every week like with hbo max with winning time and stuff like that yeah. or they'll put like four or five episodes out at a time and then you just they keep on updating it periodically like yeah. 
they've been doing that with shaman king where it's like here's 12 episodes here's 12 episodes here's 12 episodes and so i can just slowly like work my way through that show and not have to feel rushed to like watch it in one weekend so yeah i really like that uh i i always had this idea for for some, i'm not gonna pitch something on the show right now but like <laughs> an idea for like a, a show that you kind of follow along like almost like uh harry potter you know you follow those characters year after year right but you follow them over like programming blocks so it's like this time period takes place in the fall so you release those episodes over the course of halloween or something like that like this is a christmas special let's air four episodes in december take a break or like you air four episodes all on christmas eve or something like that you know and it's like with the adaptation of streaming you can like do anything and i'm just surprised people haven't like experimented like that i needed to get that out there because i think there's so much more like potential than even what's come already so diego has also trademarked this idea so if you steal it he will sue you yeah no i mean i I, I just want someone to fucking do it like just just get out there there's so much more you gotta protect your bag okay we gotta protect your bag (laughs) i i Yes, you're you're correct. I, I did trademark it, and I will also hunt you down. Anyone that steals that idea, with the Damn. power of uh, his lawyers. Yes, <laughs> my lawyers. Yeah, he's on retainer right now. I am. Yeah, I have like, I I definitely have more than negative five dollars in my bank account. So, you you come with the king. You best not miss. Um, okay, I, I I think we got it all out of our system. Is there anything else uh, before before we wrap up for today? uh no thank y'all for having me on uh really appreciate it enjoy like talking about nerd stuff nerd shit weaving out you know getting the chill on a nice breezy sunday seven degrees so oh yeah um yeah i'm just like really excited to see what the future holds for uh the network in particular because we have some cool shit in the works um and i just really want to say thank you to the people who have watched for all this time and stuck with us i know not every year decade's been great i'll be honest like it's been rough for the last three years i've been there but seeing you guys like review stuff or leave funny messages or like talk about shows or whatever really like makes my day but also thank y'all for having me on this show this has been fun oh thank you yeah thank you for coming on this is fantastic uh you know our mutual friend of ours uh saley thought we'd hit it off so saley's the real mvp yeah she's out there somewhere on a walk with her cat so yeah i i think gene and i are supposed to see her tomorrow i gotta i gotta uh freaking what are we gonna watch gene men men yeah ugh men oh, yeah <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> my boy alex garland hasn't let me down yet but yeah thank you jeffrey for for coming on it was it was great meeting you we got to meet in person at some point um plugs. get out to the promised land of la trust me <laughs> yes yes uh but also plugs plugs what else you got uh going on i mean just reiterate what you have going on oh right very- now honestly uh check out operation gundam history new episodes up um the twitter handle for that show was gundam underscore history somehow that domain was available on twitter snagged it it's mine nice. uh check me out on twitch fogey underscore bear will be there uh like every couple days streaming for like two three hours of time mainly jrpgs also on twitter um a lot of sports takes right now because the NBA playoffs, but also I, I bullshit on there. Don't take anything I tweet seriously unless it's a soft promo because uh, that's the only thing I care about on there. But yeah. yeah, I like to stir the pot sometimes, see people get mad and walk out the room, especially with anime stuff. So if you need an anime hot take, I got you. I might not even know what I'm talking about, but I'll drop the hot take and dip, and dip to watch you guys argue. So 
no no you're you're good we gene and i got the hot takes locked and loaded like <laughs> you you thought yeah. my my guardians two take was was rough oh. uh it's today's alien 3's 30th anniversary and that's my favorite alien sequel so you know like you i said sequel not 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 the alien franchise sequel so that's sequ- right. the sequels yeah, yeah. A- a- alien alien is my goat alien specifically the director's cut but yeah, my the, hottest well, take on marvel universe is that age of ultron's the best movie it just no. took the rest of the series to get fleshed out for you to realize that. Hmm. Okay. You're you're in good company. We are, we are also <laughs> like fans of that. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. Yes. Ultron. Ultron. There are dozens clearly, of us. Yeah. There's, there's, there's only dozens of us. Ultron's I, I, I clearly can... the most interesting villain. Like yeah. it's it's right there. I just yeah, James Spader is like great. You know when he's doing that role. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't. I don't know why people didn't like that. I still don't. Ah. The pacing of it was weird compared yes. to like every other like like yeah. the last Avenger movie it was a weird follow-up but like I said once you watch everything else in like phase two and even part mm. of phase three it's like oh okay I get it yeah yeah it's the it's the movie that destroyed the Marvel creative committee so <laughs> better or worse <laughs> yeah uh who the fuck was on there I don't know but like Brian Michael Dick. Bendis yeah it was like oh well I kind of like RVRN. yeah I'll be right I don't care for but whatever but, yeah um anyway. yeah all right thank, thank you so we're just rambling now thank you again for coming on gene where else can people find you uh yeah you can find me on twitter instagram gene9892 you can find me at the diego crespo check out the waffle press on twitter youtube soundcloud spotify itunes and patreon uh you won't have early access to anything we're kind of we're really keeping up the pace with these episodes high five gene um and then uh the retrospectives we're coming back we got a summer programming uh first up is tommy boy i've never seen that matt and i are going to talk about that um don't forget to check out jeffrey's stuff let's see what else got going on uh, oh shout out to film cred uh very good friend of the show sarah sorrentino is running a really tight ship over there they're doing fantastic work so I'm going to add a plug at the beginning of this episode, too. I want you all to please check them out as often as possible. And uh, I was not joking about the Alien 3 fandom, so check out my piece at Discussing Film. I don't really write critically anymore. I think I'm straying away career-wise from that, but uh, our buddy Andrew Salazar asked if I had any thoughts on the 30th anniversary, so I poured my heart out on my favorite of the sequels, and I hope you all check it out because it's a beefy piece. And there's a lot of history in there. So go check that out. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Thanks for watching. Like and subscribe. If you didn't like this, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. All right. We've been professionally unprofessional. Bye-bye.